What's up, Boiler Nation? It's Thursday night. It's February 1st, 2024. Can't believe we're already a month into 2024, but here we are. I'm Tanner Lee. I'm back this week. Happy to be back. Happy to be joined by the guy who held down the fort last week. It was a great job when he's got to do that. Evan Webb. Webby, what's going on? Uh, really glad you're back too, because yeah, it is a... Uh... There's a lot of like little things like you always forget like what little things you have to do on this on this show when you're hosting and man I uh, am a ball of anxiety as it is and then you, you give me all this other stuff to do and I'm just glad I can just get well, through it. Shout well, out to Andrew I, for helping I, too. I didn't watch the feed last week, but I listened the next day to the audio on on uh, my favorite podcast platform, which is Apple Podcast, <laughs> but on whatever favorite podcast platform you have, make sure to follow and subscribe to our show. We appreciate it. And give us a rating and review while you're there. Um, I thought you guys did a great job. So well, couldn't thanks. couldn't tell there was any anxiety or nerves or, <laughs> or anything. So it flowed well and you I, I had no doubts. I had no doubts. But uh should announce um if you're watching this or you've watched, if you're tuning in this week and didn't tune in last week, you might see a new logo on our bottom left of our screen. Big banter. We are pumped to be part of big banter sports. They're a network that is focused on the big 10. It's big 10, bigger personalities. Big 10 banter is here to bring you the best big 10 content on the web. So we're pumped to be their Purdue affiliates going forward for basketball and football. And um, so Go uh, check them out, Big Ten or BigBantersports.com, excuse me, and uh, all of their other Big Ten podcasts. Yeah, I mean, you got the Lion Eye Cast, LEO Podcast, Inside the Nest, Turtle Heads Podcast, the Bacon Wire Podcast, the Victor's Nation, Ski U Pod. Uh, I can't read that one because the logo's cutting off. The Ohio Podcast, the Wildcat, um, What's Chopping Podcast. And, and many more. So awesome, awesome network. We are pumped to be a part of and uh, looking forward to chopping up with our Big Ten brethren in, in, the, in the near future. Yeah, so it's really a lot of fun, especially in football, being able to. Yeah. You know, I feel like Big Ten basketball, I know a, a good amount about other teams just because I just watch a lot more basketball than I do football. It's a little easier when you've got games spread out throughout the week. When you got, you know, when Purdue plays at noon on Saturday or 3.30 and there's three other games, it's a little hard to watch other games. So it'd be right. nice to learn a lot more about our Big Ten foes. And they're going to be even growing, too, with teams coming to the Big Ten next year. So it'll be a lot of fun. And they even have a, a, a kind of a podcast, the Big Ten Huddle, where everybody from different podcasts kind of come together and uh, kind of chat about all things Big Ten. So look for us on – on those shows as well, I know they're just their sign up sheet for February just came out, so we'll try and work our schedules around to join yep. that as well. Yes, sir. Yeah, I saw uh, when we came on board, so did the USC podcast. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember the name of their podcast off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, it'll be fun with USC and UCLA and Washington, Oregon jumping on board. And and speaking of that, we kind of got the layout of what the basketball schedule is going to look like next year. Not mm-hmm. not as far as who we're playing and when yet, but we know we're only going to play Indiana and two other teams twice. Everybody else wants. Did they come out and say like rivalries will be protected? I, mean, I saw yeah. like there was like oh like I, mean, I essentially said this. I saw that, but I was, um, I saw because they also said something about you know um, balance of you know essentially balance of power, which is interesting because it's like it's gonna be interesting to see how they do that because like if you you know if you going into this year if you would have you know tried to schedule teams you're like oh man we don't want you know Purdue to play the top four teams so we maybe only play Michigan State twice it's like well Michigan State is not 
a top four team. It's exactly. like you know, maybe we were playing Wisconsin twice, like we are, and so that'd be interesting because like it's I mean with the, with the portal and all that, it's it's so hard to predict what teams exactly. going to be like. Um, so that'd be interesting. But yeah, I saw that too because I was so on the message board. It's kind of brought up a good point of like you know. Okay, does Wisconsin get Minnesota twice? Like that's gonna be a little different than mm-hmm. you know Purdue and Indiana twice because <laughs> you, you would the think, level of competition is a little different. You would think, but with college yeah. sports, you never know. <laughs> like you said, yeah. with the portal <laughs> and NIL world, you never know anymore. And um, and I, and it would no matter who you play, if you play them twice, they're gonna know you better the second time than the first time. Right. So, yep. Um, yeah, it's 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 a move. Let's be honest, that was made for football, and everybody mm-hmm. else is gonna have to adjust. Yeah. So is what it is is what it is but it's been a good past week for our purdue boilermakers really a good month in january only one hiccup at at nebraska but at least looking back on it at least it was kind of a whooping and not uh not a squeaker of a loss i mean nebraska shot the ball well purdue turned it over left and right that night just wasn't Mm -hmm. purdue's night but uh purdue got two good wins under their belt since the last time we had a pod uh starting with on sunday Purdue went to their it's house of horrors, if you will. Jersey Mike's Arena, Piscataway, New Jersey, the face of the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. And I don't know about you, Webby, but for a while in the second half, I thought we were going to get a uh, Rutgers special once again. <laughs> Pykel, I mean, I love Pykel. Uh, he's probably one of my favorites. You know, non-painter, Big Ten coach. Um, he just he's yeah, he's painter's Achilles heel. He, he has been really the whole time, aside from maybe like his first couple years. Um, I mean, you go back to the, you know, the, the season that ended because of COVID. I mean, he, you know, pretty needed a, a, a win at home to, you know, have a chance to get into the tournament that, that would end up being canceled. And, you know, our Rutgers beat him at home. Um, <clears throat> obviously, there was the infamous, or it depends on who you're asking, Purdue for his infamous uh, Ron Harper Euro step half quarter, you know, two days after Purdue becomes number one for the first time in school history, um, ended in a court storm. Uh, Purdue got revenge later that season at Mackey, but then, you know, not last year, you know, again, they come into Mackey, Cam Spencer hits a dagger with a couple seconds left. Um, Purdue gets revenge in the Big Ten tournament, but they had also lost uh, Mag as well, so they weren't the same team, but I kind of figured I was I was hoping it'd be a, a blowout, but just knowing how Rutgers is, I mean, they're not good this year, but they they play really good defense. You know, their offense is pretty terrible, um, but they play awesome defense. You know, you got Amori, Cliff Amori, who's played 80, you know, three, four years now. So it's not like he's, he knows exactly what to expect. It's not like, a, you know, Kalil Ware, who's never played against him, or some of these guys who are seeing Edie for the first time, he's seen him plenty of times. So I thought he played him really pretty well for the most part. Um, but yeah, it was a nail biter. You know, pretty picked a horrible time to not <laughs> shoot the ball well, but they did they did little things. I mean, Lance Jones, you know, had a horrible shooting night, but you know what? Ten rebounds, five steals, like it's incredible. Um, this is definitely I think a game that last year's team loses for sure, um, just because they just didn't have that. You know, like I said, Lance doing just the little things um, down the stretch. Um, but yeah, credit. I mean, they kind of nice to see them win ugly because um, uh, really the only time. It was a game like that was the Northwestern game, which ended in a loss. Um, so it was nice to see them pull out a win in a, in a road environment that's, you know, that was pretty ruckus um, mm-hmm. given the, you know, obviously number two team in the country is coming in. Um, and just so just a, for everything, it sounds like it sounds like it's an awesome arena for basketball. It only holds like 8,000 people, which is, <clears throat> and we can throw jokes being from Indiana, you know, it's a, it's a good size high school gym, but like Notre Dame be- holds about that eight or nine. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, credit to those students. That student section is ruthless, and mm. you know they bring it for those big mm. games. And but yeah, it was Purdue was very fortunate to pull that one out. 
Yep, Purdue pulled out 68-60. to 60. Looking at the numbers, you said you know, Purdue had a cold shooting day. It was really just cold from behind the arc, 5-19. Yeah. Because overall, from the field, it shot 48.9%, 22 for 45%. Mm-hmm. Uh, free throws were huge, hitting 19 of 25, 76%. We'll get into free throw talk here in a little bit. <laughs> uh, looking at Rutgers, they shot 37.5% from the field, 24 for 64. So they put up a lot more shots than Purdue did. Yeah, they did. Four for 16, three-point range, 25%. Eight for... 13 from free throw line, 61.5%. Interesting to note, they did out-rebound Purdue 36-32. haven't seen that very often this year. No, and they had 15 second-chance points where Purdue only had two, which is very different than what we're used to seeing. Um, but, yeah, they <clears throat> they got after it. I mean, that's kind of what kept them in the game. You know, had Purdue, you know, clean that up a little bit. You know, it definitely would have been, a, I think, a much different game. Um they had 17 points off Purdue turnovers. Purdue had turned it over 15 times, yep. uh, which is kind of in that that you know major danger zone, especially when you throw in the fact that they didn't shoot well from behind the arc, um, and you know, they shot okay from the free throw line. I mean, it was 76, percent but you know we've seen them shoot better. Um, but thankfully, they didn't shoot as well from the free throw line. Uh, you know, they hit some. They went 0 for 8 in the first half from three, and yeah. then they go 4 for 8. You in the knew that half. wasn't. You knew that wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they shoot. I mean, they shoot around. Um, they shoot around like 20 like sub 30% from three. So like it was just water finding its level and, you know, law of averages, you know, they, they got hot in the second half and uh, made it interesting. Yeah. It's the first time I can remember this season, at least in my opinion, that Purdue kind of struggled with the press. Yeah. I mean, there was some, like the backcourt violation wasn't a backcourt violation. Just, it was kind of a case of, you know, the ref, you know, feeding into the crowd, which is going to happen in the big 10 for sure. Um, but yeah, was just, I think, yeah, was, I mean, which is, it's also not super surprised just given it's Rutgers and that, I mean, they got big guards that they can just get up into you. Um, but I mean, for the most part, I thought Purdue did pretty well. For, I mean, you know, yeah. given all things considered. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, Zach Eady, slow start, but he ended up having 26 points, 12 rebounds, 36 minutes. Mm-hmm. Another oh hum yeah. game for the reigning defending national player of the year. And um, I think it's pretty safe to say, uh, um, Unless something drastic happens, he's going to be the uh, two-time mm-hmm. national player of the year. The first person to do that since Ralph Sampson. Uh, but Braden Smith, 19 points, six rebounds, 38 minutes of action. Uh, Lance Jones didn't have his best scoring game, only four points, but he attributed in other areas, eight assists, 10 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, Mason Gillis, eight points off the bench. Uh, most of those, if not all those, were in the first half, and he made some really big shots. When Rutgers was making a few runs there. Um, other than that, nobody really stood out on the box score. I guess Fletch Lawyer had seven points. So, it was, yeah, it was just an ugly game. It was a rock fight. It was one of those games that reminds me of a March Madness type game. Mm-hmm. It, it I mean, like Painter definitely, yeah, Painter kind of shortened up the bench a little bit. Just the fact, I mean, Caleb first one played two minutes, Heidi played seven. Um, and then Morton played 12 and Gills played 20. So it was, you know, in reality, we played really seven guys for the most part because two guys played sub 10 minutes, um, which obviously <clears throat> down the stretch, we're going to need think, a lot more bench production just because, again, looking back at the last year, you know, this is kind of the time of year when, you know, Purdue kind of started the, mm-hmm. the cracks were showing. I mean, as we, I mean, obviously revisionist history, we can kind of go back and look and hindsight's 2020, but you can definitely see looking back. I think even last year too, I had some worries of like, man, this team just, towards the end it was just like every game was a dog fight no matter the opponent you know Braden and Fletcher were just absolutely gassed I mean there was the thing about Fletcher had a calf injury which you know led to him not shooting well at all um but I think yeah if we can hopefully get get our bench guys to play a little bit more then those guys will be a little more fresh going into March 
Hundred percent. Uh, surprised that Purdue's really basically settled on an eight-man rotation, and Miles Colvin's kind of been taken out of the out of the rotation. Yes and no. Um, I mean, coming into the year, you know, obviously he was hyped up. Um, obviously, just being a Purdue legacy. Um, you know, you saw the highlight film and all that. But my my big worry was just kind of knowing, you know, knowing the school that he went to in Indianapolis, it's a small private school, so like they weren't very good outside of him. So like. He was a really good player on a really bad team. He played on a pretty small circuit AAU team. Um, wasn't playing on you know the Nike EY, EYBL or anything like that. So like he played. I mean, he was always the best player on his team, as these guys typically are. But like the, I feel like the level of competition for him was not that great. I mean, he he would go to these USA camps and he would do really well, which was awesome. But like just like that consistent, I think he's really had consistent coaching compared to like what he's getting now. Obviously. Um, I'm not totally surprised that he's not playing until I mean, he, he has those spurts around defense where he just looks completely lost, yes. which I mean, if, if you want to play in painter system, you got to be able to play defense. Um, but it is nice to see like against uh, Michigan, he came in and, you know, having not played, you know, 30 minutes and he came in and, you know, nailed three threes right in the row. It's like, you want that, you know, that stay ready, that stay readiness to be able to come in and shoot because, who knows what could happen, you know, again, like in a March Madness game where guys get hurt, guys get, you know, get, get foul trouble. We need someone, you know, we can't throw it in the ocean. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, if we can have kind of a little like firecracker to come in and, you know, hit a couple jump shots to get things going, um, he could definitely be an asset. But I mean, he's obviously got to be able to do it on both sides of the ball. Cameron Day here on Facebook. Purdue basketball defense stinks. Cam Allen could play better D, which is saying something. I'm still top 20 Ken Palm defense, so <laughs> not too bad. Uh, with Miles Colvin, do you – I hate speculating on things, but do you worry that his style of play might not fit Purdue's style of what they want to do in the long run? No, because I feel like next year we're going to see a much different team. Yeah. Um, just because of, you know – assuming the departure of Zach going pro or going whatever he decides to do. I mean, and um, I think having, you know, guys like hopefully Caleb first coming back and Trey Kaufman, I feel like, and then you obviously you're bringing guys like, um, you know, Cannon Catchings and, and mm-hmm. those guys, I feel like we pretty could definitely be a more run and gun. Um, I mean, you kind of see it now, like I mean, when Braden or Lance get the ball now, they still are trying to push and then, you know, they, and they'll still go up in the half court, but, I feel like if you have those guys that can really get out and run, you know, get another year in the system, you obviously already have Camden Heidi. I could definitely see Purdue, you know, playing a lot more up tempo yep. offense. When I mean, we saw it with Carson Edwards too. Like, I mean, like, I mean, it, and people want to say, you know, Painter only plays one style, but I feel like he's really adapted to his, mm-hmm. his teams. I mean, we had obviously when Isaac Haas was a little more post centric with, you know, four shooters around him, but uh, we've also seen, you know, like we've seen teams like with Carson Edwards where we had Matt Harms where we could, you know, get out and run if we needed to. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I sure hope he looks at the future, sees the opportunities he's yeah. got to get, and it just—I'm always concerned. Oh yeah, I mean, in today's day and age, yeah. Portal and NIL anymore. Yeah, I mean, uh, and maybe I'm not as worried just because, like, who his family is. Like, he's got a, um, um, you know, he had Purdue family. His dad, you know, you know, played for Bill Belichick and all that. So it's like he, um, he definitely knows what it takes to to be great. And hopefully he's instilling that in, in, in miles. So mm-hmm. good points. Good points. Got another comment here from Cameron day on Facebook. Northwestern shouldn't be shooting 55% and putting up 90 points on Mackie. Ken Palmer, not Heidi is freakishly athletic drains threes and does between the leg dunks during warmups. Yeah. 
They had some good shots yesterday. Yes, they did. Yes, Tough they shots, did. Yeah. And let, let's get let's get into that game. It's kind of been mm-hmm. the uh, some of the, the national talking heads have been talking about this game today. Uh, um, and I, I wish they were talking about it just because it was a fun, exciting yeah. basketball game. But unfortunately, they're talking about it for the free throw differential difference difference and uh, it is Zach Eady overall. I feel like, mm-hmm. but uh, Purdue escaped in a wild one in Mackey last night. 105 to 96 in overtime against Northwestern Wildcats. Second time they played Northwestern this year. Second time the game has went into OT. Um, First one was double OT, wasn't it? Up in Northwestern? No. Wasn't? No, okay. No, no. Single overtime. Single overtime. Um, I thought that. But it's just one of those cases, I think. For one, I. I think Northwest was a pretty decent team. I know they got yes. some bad losses. Chicago State's a horrendous loss. Any way you cut it, it's a horrendous loss. But for whatever reason, they match up pretty well against Purdue. Um, and I'm going to give kudos to Chris Collins, even though I kind of think the guy's a clown at times, especially last night at the end of the game. But uh, um, he's a smart coach. I think he's a good yeah. coach. And I think he he's he, – a while back, he figured something out against Purdue. Like, this is the only way we got a chance. This is how we have to attack. We have to shoot jumpers, shoot a lot of threes, foul a lot on defense, and make the refs mm-hmm. call it. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, that's how you've seen other teams beat Purdue in the past. It's just, like, turn it into a football match, essentially. I mean, that's kind of what Rutgers kind of does. Can't call everything. And it's kind of the same thing of, you know, holding defensive pass interference, all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, obviously, it makes for – not as fun basketball game to watch, but um, they just had some elite level shot making yesterday. Oh, yeah. I mean, Boo Boo, who's been there for a decade, um, I feel like every shot, it feel like the only shot he missed was a wide open one. Every other shot, he had a hand in his face. Yep. It felt like, and he was making them. Ty Berry, who I found out today, still has a COVID year, which is not fun to hear about. Um, he was, I mean, some of the shots he was hitting like the, were just stupid. Like mm-hmm. the end of the shot clock ones, I think he had two of them that were just dumb. Um, so credit to them. I mean, they came in, you know, I was wondering how they were going to shoot, but I mean, they're a good shooting team just in general. So like, I'm not super surprised that they shot so well. I guess I'm a little surprised they shot, you know, 60%. Um, but you know, shooters can do that. I mean, we've seen Fletcher Lawyer make four or five from three before and Lance Jones, I mean, Lance Jones was what, uh, like five of seven from last, last night. Uh, yeah. Five of seven from three. So shooters can get hot. Um, but obviously yeah, play, play styles are totally different. You know, pretty obviously, you know, Post post centric, um, and they you know they just can't contain Edie. I mean, they, even Collins even before the game was saying we got 15 fouls we're going to use between big men, and then lo and behold, they use like 14 of them. Yep. Um, and then they were surprised that they called it. So, yep. Uh, Northwestern's a team I don't want to see again. Whether no. it be in Minneapolis for the Big Ten tournament or in March anywhere. Um, I even saw a few people on YouTube last night suggesting they could be a dark horse for the Final Four. Which I laughed at first, but then I thought, well, I mean, they got the guards. If they got hot, yeah, run, so I mean, they like, can make yeah, a run. If, they could be dangerous. If anything, they, yeah, they have the guards. It's obviously, you know, if they run into a team with the legit big man and, like, skilled big man. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, they have, I mean, the old guards is what, like, the key is. I feel like you see that a lot in marches, you know, guards who are, you know, just really, really good. And that's what they have. You know, even, like, Barnheiser is a really good contributor. Um that Langhorn was hitting some really tough jumpers. So he, I mean, with his haircut, I mean, my wife said it. She's like, well, he looks like she belongs in the nineties. Like just like the hairstyle. Like he just looked like a nineties and big 10 basketball player. Um, but yeah, they were, I mean, I was very impressed with them. Obviously like the first time around, I was like, you know, it's, you know, it's their home court, you know, there was juice, you know, and all that. But then the fact that they could come into Mackey in a tough place and, yeah. 
play that well. Um, yeah, I mean, they definitely have our number um, for the most part. And it, it was as anxiety inducing as it was, it was a pretty entertaining basketball game. Yeah. If you're a Northwestern fan, you can't be too disappointed about that loss because you played about yeah. as well as you can. I mean, yeah. they shot 38 for 66 from the field for 57.6%. Purdue was 33 for 57 for 57.9%, so pretty darn identical. Three-pointers, Purdue was 10 for 21 for 47.6%. Northwestern was 14 for 27 for 51.9%. Free throws, Northwestern was 6 for 8 for 75%. Mm-hmm. Purdue was 29 for 46 for 63%. And that brings me to this comment from Carl on YouTube. I know it was an, a normality, but uh, it was the goal of this team get to the free throw line, then they suddenly shoot just 63% fear. This is how Purdue will exit the NCAA tournament. I mean, you can exit a, a number of ways. I mean, that's that's the tournament. I mean, things can happen. Yeah, very well could happen. Purdue could, you know, not shoot the free throw well, but I mean, that's – we can't do anything, can't do anything about it. I mean, No, it's, you can't. It's, it's, you know, it's up to the team. It's, you know, it's a focus thing. It's, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, you just hope that, you know, the guys are – Hitting them when it matters. Yeah, because Purdue's been pretty good this year. I think collectively it was teams about sixty-seven percent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Zach Eady missed nine of them last night. You hate to see that. <laughs> uh, really surprising was some other guy like Brain Smith missing three, and all three were in a yeah. row. Um, he's using nails, but not everybody missed them. I mean, Mason Gills was eight for eight from the line last night. I know it's four of them were towards the end. Yep. at the end when the game was over already, and yeah, essentially over, and he hit the all four of the double technical free throws from Chris Collins getting ejected and Boo Booey getting a technical as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Purdue out-rebounded the Wildcats again by 14, just like they did up in Evanston. For assist numbers were tied. Blocks and steals were tied. Turnovers, Purdue had two more turnovers than Northwestern. Purdue had 10. Northwestern had eight. Like you said, Northwestern had 30 personal fouls. Purdue had 15. Um Zach Eady, I mean, I know we just gush about the guy, but I mean, the dude played 42 minutes mm-hmm. of basketball last night. 30 points, 15 rebounds. Could have almost 40 if it was his free throws. Yeah, I mean, like, exactly. He, he missed a couple, you know, frying one on ones, and obviously yep. he missed a couple double bonus. And which again, like he's he's kind of had that this year. He's had really weird stretches where he's missed, but then other times where he's just absolute nails. So hopefully it's just a yep. kind of a little reset. That he'll need. Um, but yeah, I mean, just goes, I mean, going back to yeah, what you were kind of talking about, like just the national, the media, and even like, I mean, Brian, you were brought it up, like the fact that Collins during the whole spent, you know, most of his press were talking about, you know, the foul discrepancy and the free throw difference. It's like, you guys just about knocked off the number two team at their home court. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys played out of your mind. Like, I mean, you guys played incredible. Like, it was mm-hmm. like, I got to the point towards the end of the game where I was just like, this team's not losing. Like they're just like when like they were hitting shots towards the end, it was just like that they were hitting winning shots and winning. When they were up five with two and a half minutes ago, I thought Purdue was in big, big trouble. Yeah, I did too. And then thank God for Lance Jones. Um, I was like, man, you guys, I mean, the fact that you just beat Illinois and then you about knocked off the number two team on their home Mm -hmm. court. Like, I mean, that'd have been, you've been like the, the, you know, hottest team in the country at that point. Like, um, but here we are talking about, you know, fouls and people who didn't watch the game or talking about, you know, free throw different, which it is, it is a big differential, but like sure. also if you watch the game, you know, that Northwestern, you know, I think their rim rate shots at the rim were like sub 30% and Purdue's was like 47, but that doesn't count shots that ended in fouls. So really it was probably well over 50%. So it's just two different, completely different styles of, of, of play, um, you know, and also just two, like two, like, I mean, if you look at the, um, defensive free throw rate, which is when essentially like 
how many free throws you give up versus how many you take as a team. Northwestern's like one of the last power six teams in the country. They're like in this, they're in 300s. There's like 362 teams. They're like 313 or something like that. Like they foul a crap ton. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just how they play. I mean, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, the first time, the first game around, it kind of worked out for them. Mm-hmm. You know, last year at Northwestern, it worked out for them. Um, this time it didn't work out as well. Um, it almost did. It really almost did. Like it almost backfired. I mean, like Purdue should have won pretty handily. Mm-hmm. They just hit their average. <laughs> but, yeah, and Purdue was up eight at halftime. I mean, that's yeah. Like After they, they were shooting sixty some percent, I was like, I mean, I, I mean, I even tweeted it was just like you got to mm-hmm. feel good being up eight after they, you know, were shooting in fuego. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Andrew was saying this is setting up for a great, you know, dominant second half where they just go cold, and lo and behold, they did not do well, that <laughs> at all. Andrew and I both went into this game way too confident. We yeah. thought it was gonna be a blowout, you know, because it's at home. I'm like, I think I don't think Purdue's gonna lose a home game the rest of the way. Yeah. Not that they have yet this year. I don't know. I just felt good about it. You know, the crowd was gonna be amped. We want revenge. These mm-hmm. guys have beat us two years in a row at their place when ranked number one. Mm-hmm. Man, credit where credit's due. They fought tooth and nail and Purdue yeah. was lucky to uh, scratch and claw their way to victory. But uh, mm-hmm. going back to Zach Eady, it does bother me that so many national talking heads out there today, you know, are, a lot of them are saying they're just sick and tired. They're kind of sick and tired of watching Purdue play and they're ready for him. Gra- okay, none of them just said this verbatim, but this is what I got from what they're trying mm-hmm. to say. They're pretty much tired of watching Purdue play because it's always going to be, you're going to come away talking about how the game was officiated. And one person, uh, Mark Titus and Brandon Walker, I don't I think Brandon's the one who said it on their Marshall Sports Show, so take that for what it's worth. They said uh, that's why everybody cheers when Purdue loses in March because they don't have to watch that style play anymore. Which is because, like, Purdue's not the only post-centric team. I know. It's like, that's what I just don't understand. Like, I, know. I mean, you know – look at UConn last year, they had Donovan cleaning and they had another big guy that was, you know, a legit um, mm-hmm. Kansas in 2022 had um, a, a legit big man that they used a lot. Uh, Kansas this year has Hunter Dickinson, who's a, you know, a really good, obviously he can kind of pick and pop, but um, that's why. So, I mean, and also if you, if you watching like I watching this guy, I can get it. Cause it's like, it's just a slug fest, but like go back, like going back to, Arizona versus Purdue, like they both both teams have legitimate awesome big men. And that game was one of the best, one of the most fun basketball games I've ever watched, like in the last probably five years. Like it was up tempo, you know, it wasn't a you know 65 to 60 game. It was in, you know, it was in the 80s and 90s. And it's not because like teams were shooting out of their minds. It was just an up tempo game. It was really, really fun. So that's the thing what pisses me off the most is just like it's just a lot of box score watchers, like, oh wow, Purdue shot 45 free throws. They shot eight, like it's gotta be, you know, this is a you know an abomination to college of basketball. It's like, you just didn't watch the game because you're a freaking moron. Yeah. Um, yep. And, and um, Jay Billis said it well today. You know, Zach, he doesn't get, get the credit. Like if he was five, four, <laughs> you know, it's just weird. And now, now, dude, yeah. Five, four, yeah. Five, four, everybody'd be talking about him and he doesn't get enough credibility. I mean, I, I, there's still that narrative out there that, Oh, he's just tall. Um, right. What he's doing is amazing. I, we haven't seen it since Ralph Sampson. And, yeah. I mean, Evan, why why is he not getting the variety that say a Caitlin Clark does in the women's game? I think it's just because the way. I mean, for one thing, social media is an absolute cesspool. So there's yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's just again, it's like again, style approach again, like going back to like Purdue had some really fun games this year. It's not again, it's not like Purdue scoring in the 60s every single game. Like there's been like there was a stretch where Purdue didn't score less than 80 points a game, and it was like you know. 
Brandon or Braden's throwing lot Brandon Braden's throwing lobs to Ed like you know all like you know Ed's you know throwing out to shooters and we're nailing down like we're nailing threes like it's been a really fun team to watch but it's, it's like it's games like last night where it's just like or it's just a knock you know or even even the Rutgers game where it's just like it's a an absolute slugfest is what makes it you know boring and I've watched like I tried like I was watching um, Houston Texas the other night and it was just like. I was just like, what am I watching? It's just guys just like driving, like with Rick Russell abandoned towards the lane, then just like throwing something up or like throwing it out to a guy. Like it was just like, I mean, no offensive movement, no offensive That's movements. Low. Um, he was watching other Big Ten teams play. It's just like, it's like, good God, like what am I like? I mean, Indiana and Iowa the other night, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Iowa can be somewhat fun because they, they, they play can, up tempo and they all that. Take some of the dumbest shots in the world. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I think yeah, just because again he's huge, um, and again yeah. people only see games when he when we lose, and like it's Man. just it's frustrating. We've seen so many guys his size. Okay, maybe not his size exactly, but seven two, seven three, maybe not as wide as that mm-hmm. is, and they're awful. Yeah, <laughs> I mean this guy's only played basketball what seven years. He's got good yeah. footwork, good hands, good touch around rim. He's athletic. He runs well. I just. Man, I just of course we want to see Purdue make the final four win national championship for multiple reasons, but it's like I want it worse this year than I ever yeah. have because I want him to shut everybody up. Yeah. And it's like it's weird because like I mean, coming into the year, you kind of got a sense of like, oh, a lot of people are pulling for Purdue. Like, you know, they brought everybody back from a team that lost to a 16 seed, and then like within and I don't know if it was maybe just because like maybe they thought like, okay, there's no there's no way that he wins national player of the year again because like, you know. It, it hasn't happened since Samson, yeah. um, you know, and again, even Purdue fans were like, he did yeah. Three times. Oh, he did. I didn't know really he did three I times. He did. Let me, let me Jeez. double check that after I just um, said that, but I believe he did three times. I mean, even as like Purdue fans, we thought like, Oh, it'd be cool if he did, but there's like, there's gotta be no way. And hopefully like, it's like, you know, we hope his numbers aren't as good because that means if he, because they are as good or better than it's like, maybe we're relying on him too much, but hope we're hoping his numbers are going to be a little worse just because of, you know, Braden playing better, Fletcher playing better. You know, we didn't know what Lance Jones was going to bring and all that. You know, you know, Trey Coffin playing a lot better. Um, which brings me to my point of I know I texted you and Andrew about this earlier today. Um, because I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, let it rip. Yeah. Um, and I find like, and last night it really kind of came to a head for me just because of just reading just shit online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you see, um, you know, I'll see like college basketball Fox post a you know graphic of Edie like Edie goes for 30 15, you know, boilers survive an overtime or something like that. Or anytime that they post something or ESPN, which he's going to do it a whole lot anymore, probably because they're buttered about the big time leaving. Um, but like, yeah, you, you, you like, uh, sorry, I, I don't mean you're to good, you're off good. You, are we not going to get college game day this year? Absolutely not. I didn't, even, I didn't even cross my mind that we're getting it, uh, um, which is wild. I mean, like, yeah, what time ever, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Go. But like you see, like, you know, a college basketball Fox, Big Ten Network, you know, someone posts something about Purdue or Edie, and you just read the comments. Again, it's, it's no it's social media. It's a cesspool, you know, bots and all that. You know, you never know oh. who's a person who's just a bot, but you just oh, see things like, you know, like he sucks. He's just tall. You know, won't make it in the NBA. I've seen, you know, go back to China or have fun playing in China, yeah. which is racist. Um, he's from Toronto too. But like, yeah, you yeah. see this, or like, you're like, or pretty like, you know, wait till March. It's just like, just negative, 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 yep. negative. Yep. <laughs> and I got the, I was just like thinking, I was like, I now know and can empathize with how Taylor Swift fans feel because my wife is probably the biggest Swiftie I've ever met in my life. <laughs> She's, She's pretty really, big. Yeah, pretty big. 
and you know i'll keep you know i'm not a taylor fan at all you know but i see the things you know and i hear my wife talk to her other friends who are taylor mm-hmm. fans about how because she gets a lot of crap for literally nothing like she's going to a football game to to support her boyfriend yeah. and you got guys you know you know you like you you read like i remember it was this weekend too which is why this kind of really came to the forefront in my mind this weekend you know, there was pictures of her and Travis after they won, you know, your favorite team, Kansas City Chiefs, winning the AFC championship. That's my big piece. She's still the Chiefs. That's yeah. my big <laughs> You know, then, like, you know, embracing after the win, it's like, like Rolling Stone posts about it. And, like, the comments you see below are just, like, yeah. just disgusting, yeah. vile, like. And it's they just, like. never say it to her face. Oh, yeah. It's just, just, like. And I hear my, you know, my wife talk to her friends. You know, they'll just, like, just they'll have 10 minute conversation about defending, you know, things that, you know, idiot grown men are saying on the internet and i just kind of laugh at it so you know it's like man why do you you know like what's the big deal and then i here i am like yeah, texting yeah. you guys about how i want to kill everybody on the internet because they're talking bad about my sports team i know and granted you know the woes of a sports team is nothing compared to sexism um, right right but like so i always say it's like because i was running a buyer earlier today i was just like here's my thought i want to make sure i'm not an idiot but like on a much smaller scale like this is kind of what i'm seeing like I, I see a lot of parallels between you talking to your friend and me tanner and andrew talking in our text chain about yes yes people being yeah. idiots so i was just like i was like yeah i've been about it for a while and it was just it cracked me up i was like yeah it's like i i, I get their pain now about one yeah. of the ride or die for your person it's, it's and, crazy uh, <laughs> but it's just yeah it's just i don't, I don't get it like and maybe, I mean, it maybe also shows that maybe Purdue has arrived a little bit. It's like, you know, people hate. Oh, I think so. I think, I think Purdue's more relevant right yeah. now in the college basketball landscape than they've ever been. All right, and yeah. I know that's tough to say because maybe they would have been with Big big Dog Glenn Robson if, if social mm-hmm. media was around. But, yeah. or way back in the mountain, Joe Barry Carroll days. But, no, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say it. Um, if, if you ask, ask – Take March out of the equation, which I know you can't. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Take March out. The last three years, Purdue's been the best program in the country. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I mean, obviously, a Big Ten champs last year, you know, close the year before. Um, you know, having an exciting player two years ago in Jaden Ivey, who, you know, went from, hey, he could be a lottery pick to a top six pick. Um, you know, one of the more exciting guards in college basketball to last year having the national player of the year. Um, Again, three straight years of non-conference, unde- being undefeated in non-con and not playing a, you know, a, a child's non-conference. You know, they've beaten the likes of Duke, Gonzaga twice, West Virginia, um, Marquette Tennessee, twice, Marquette Tennessee, twice, Xavier, uh, Xavier. Even though they're terrible. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's yeah, but it's it's that the big the cloud hanging over the head of March, which it's yeah. Again, I hope I hope they can get it done just for the sake of you know people you know, having to watch them for a couple of weeks in, in the tournament and having to eat their words. And cause I mean, like, it's, it's really weird. Like, you, you know, like Purdue always seems to play a lot better versus teams that are really, really good. <laughs> Some of the teams that like, I mean, I think it was world sports even talked about how, like when's the last time Purdue like lost to a good team, like a really good team. It's been like probably a couple of years. Cause you look at our losses, Nebraska or a team that's even like, maybe you can say it's, you know, maybe at even, like, Maryland than last Purdue. year. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, they weren't better I, than yeah. Purdue, but I would no, say but like better. I'd say like maybe like when's last time Purdue lost to a team that's probably on par with them? With them, it's like I mean you're looking. I mean probably two years ago, um, probably. I mean, yeah, 
Yeah, Michigan losing, that like, year, maybe. Michigan, Wisconsin that year, yeah. you know, losing yeah. at, at Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, won't, I mean, it's probably, it, but like, it's, I mean, last two years, Purdue's lost to teams that are, you know, definitely well below them. And it's just, you know, on certain nights, it's called, I mean, it's college basketball, it's going to yeah. happen. And you're going to see yep. it even more now with the transfer portal. Um, I mean, but it's, it's, it's wild. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was getting mad last night and, and today, and I, had to refrain myself from firing off some tweets because oh yeah I, I've done that more times this year than I have in a while um, yeah and got into some argument I got an argument with a Kentucky fan last week and then I just literally just backed and, and, and thank you Boiler Nation because I had a lot of you coming to defend me and to get in your own argument with them and then I got out of the conversation and the guy yeah. the guy um, the guy uh, uh, stepped it back big time um, yeah. to eventually but um, no that's it's it's frustrating when you win a game like that and all you see is the trashing of free throw difference and this and that, but it's what it is. Everybody can cry about it. Purdue won yep. 105 to uh, 296 in overtime. Uh, let's talk about another guy who played well last night, Braden Smith, uh, 40 minutes of action, 11 points, but 16 assists, which is a big 10 high in a game for in the last 15 years. And he also only had two turnovers. Eight to one assisted turnover ratio, pretty darn good. Yeah, he's been. I mean, you go back to probably start with the IU game a couple weeks ago, where like he had he had a stretch where he just wasn't shooting the ball very well. But but the, again, the growth he's had where he just does he does other things too. I feel like where last year, if he wasn't shooting, I mean, he didn't really shoot a whole lot last year, but like. He wasn't always doing well. Like he, he kind of just had an all-around bad game. But even if he hasn't been shooting well this year, he's had the assists. He's had the you know lack of turnovers. He's had the you know the re- he still gets you know incredible rebounds. Um, and that's you know going back. You know he had a rough stretch of games, and then all of a sudden you know <laughs> where a game no one could shoot well against Rutgers. You know he shot you know seven ten from the field, three or five from three, uh, and we needed him really badly. But then like last night, um, you know he didn't. Excuse me. Um, you know, he shot well, what was it three of seven field, oh two from three, but again, like you said, sixteen assists, like just an absolute demand of the game. Control. Yeah. Um, so he's been incredible, but not good enough to make the Cosby the Cousy Kuz- list, yeah. Yeah, Kuzi Cosby. Kuzby uh award, uh Kuzi award list. No, joke. Joke, joke, joke. Yeah. It's just like when Biggie Swanigan didn't win big man of the year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just stupid. Um no, he played awesome. I'm really digging the way he plays, you know, and that's why I even posted on my Facebook today. I shared the graphic Purdue put out, but I'm like, but I was told Purdue doesn't have good guards. Right. Yeah. I mean, even like Fletcher Lawyer, who He's I felt coming like, on. He's yeah, coming I felt, on. He's mature. Yeah, I, felt, I felt like, you know, because I said I was going to text you guys at some point of like, man, I feel like Braden hasn't done anything like in the second half, and then he hits that just absolute dagger at the end. Um, and he went through for five from three, so he played really well. And he had mm-hmm. you know, he went six of nine from the field. Um, and he had fifteen points. Um, but he was he's been awesome. I mean, he's been shooting. He's shooting like ten percent better from three than he was at this point last year, yep. which is awesome. Um, Lance Jones, huh. I, 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 the, the quietest twenty six I've seen in a long huh. time. I had no idea, or yeah, I, I had no idea. I I was I wasn't negative when when we picked him up, like a lot of Boiler Nation was. I was yeah. like, you know, Matt Matt knows better than I do. I'm, let's give yeah. this guy a chance. He's going to bring some quickness, some defense. Never in a million years would I yeah. thought he was going to contribute the way in scoring that he has. Yeah. I mean, we weren't native, but also, like, it's – I mean, we did have a little bit of that, like, man, why can't we go get, like, you know, an LJ Cryer, like the guy, like, yeah. who went to Houston, like – or um, the kid who went to Texas two years ago, um, Hunter. It was just, like, you know, getting guys like that, like, you know, high-profile guys – um, 
which is you know nil and all that kind of yeah. stuff but like but i mean lance jones man i'm he's a difference I'm maker so, i'm so happy he's a pretty bull maker because he's, he's been so maker. much fun to watch and i'm sorry like i'm already like every game i watch i'm like god i don't want this guy to leave like i know he has to and it's gonna really suck but like man he just like he can tell he's having fun he's living he's living all of our dreams really <laughs> like it's what he's doing it's just so much fun to watch and again like you know we were talking with um our you know big banter partners turtleheads on twitter you know they were saying that he's definitely the x factor that we need come march i 100 agree like you mm-hmm. know you go back to the fdu game where Everybody's scared to make a play. Everybody's scared to take a shot. And Lance, he won't has never be. Been, Lance has never met a shot he didn't like. Um, yeah. And he, like, I mean, which can be great. And I mean, like, like last night it was incredible. We needed that because he hit two. I mean, absolutely. He hit some at big times. Huge threes. He did it at Iowa. Um, but then you have games like where he goes 0 for 6, which is kind of part of the Lance Jones experiment. But but like, well, what's nice to think about, especially he's grown even just as the years going on. As the years going on, like you know, earlier in the year if he went 0 for 5, like it's about all he did. But like. Rutgers, he was, you know, not good, but he had five steals, 10 rebounds, like doing those types of things. Whereas last night he had a couple steals again um, and just played really, really well. Mm-hmm. So he's been so much fun. Two other guys I'm going to hate to see leave because um, they're winners. Mason Gillis, Ethan Morton. Yep. Uh, Mason Gillis, 28 points la- or 28 points, 28 minutes last night, 14 points in 28 minutes, four rebounds, one assist. Um, I... Every time Mason shoots a three, I think he's going in. Yep. I just, that's how much confidence I have. He's shooting over 50%. I think it's 52% from mm-hmm. behind behind the arc. He takes smart shots, takes in rhythm shots, just rebounds well. Maybe the best, I think he's the best interior passer we have. He does not hesitate. He whips mm-hmm. that thing in there to Zach. You can see he was a former baseball pitcher, I believe, <laughs> his high school days. Really um, good player. Like, really good yeah, player. <laughs> he's, he's one of my favorite Purdue players of all time. Yeah. Um, and Anitha Morton, a lot of people are making fun of his box score because it was 20 minutes. He had a bunch of zeros across. I thought he had two steals. He had two steals. He definitely yeah. had two steals. And I thought he played well defensively, and he's been playing well defensively. Yeah. Um, yeah once again, he's a guy I trust with the ball. He's got to make the right plays more times than not. The only gripe I have about him lately is for whatever reason, he's jumping a lot of times at three-point shooters when yeah. you really don't want to be around him late in games. <laughs> Allen on three-point shots, but yeah. is what it is. I mean, if that's the only gripe, then doing pretty well yeah ethan's been a kid that you know he's gotten a lot of flack um you know i mean part of it too probably because you know he was highly regarded coming very out of high highly school, regarded you know, yeah. yeah i mean i mean painter called him you know, the best passer he's recruited um hasn't been you know obviously his freshman year was kind of ruined because of um you know he got mono which oh, essentially yeah. just wiped him from being able to play that year because he was so far behind um but he's i mean he's he's had games where he's hit big shots he's had games where he's played really well defensively like i said he's another guy who can handle the ball um I mean, like I said, I went to the, what is the inner squad scrimmage over the summer. And like, he was probably the best player on the court that day. And Zach Eady was also playing. Um, it's like, I mean, he's a, he's just a smart player. Like I said, he's been here forever. Same with Mason. He's been here. This is his fifth year. Um, and, and credit to those two, too. I mean, both those guys started last year. Hmm. Um, and now they're coming off the bench. So like them being able to, um, you know, take that in stride and, you know, still, you know, play with, the love that they have for playing for this team and just understanding the bigger goal and all that, like, and just, again, you know, playing when, you know, coming out when they need to and um, doing, doing their job. And uh, yeah, I, I love both of them. I mean, even like Caleb first, who just hasn't had the year. I'm sure we hope we're all hoping for, like he's definitely had some struggles as of late, but the kid just comes in and just busts his ass all the time. Um, I, I said, I love Caleb first. I hope, I hope he stays. You know, there's a lot of people thinking he might transfer, but I mean, who, I mean you never know, but like, 
Yeah, he's only got he's only got five minutes to run the last two games. Yeah, um, but I mean, like they just come in, they play hard. Um, they're not idiots on the court. They're not idiots off the court. So it's just it's it's hard to not just love them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. why, like, when I hear people talking bad about them, I I feel I want to fight because I just I love this team so much. I've seen it in our group text message. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, other guy who played for Purdue last night. The only other guy that. Uh, was in the box score. Camden Heidi had four points, two rebounds, and 15 mm-hmm. minutes of action. So that's that's perfect amount of playing time, I think, for him. 15, 20 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Play him a little more if, if, if he's if he's hot during a game. Yeah, but, he hasn't uh, he hasn't shot well the last two games mm-hmm. he's played. I mean, he, you're right, he doesn't take a lot of shots, but like I know he's I know for for a while there was like you can guarantee a Camden Heidi three, but then he's kind of gone cold a little bit. But again, it's he's a freshman, um, well redshirt freshman, but you know first time actually playing the big 10. So it's going to take some lumps, but um, I mean, he can't, he loves athleticism. He's plays pretty well on defense too. Big body guard, big body. So we're definitely going to need him down the stretch. Oh, big time, big time. <laughs> um, but Purdue's got a big one upcoming this weekend, probably on paper, the biggest big 10 game of the year to date. Yes. I'm assuming after, after what was the Illinois Purdue game. Now it's the Illinois, yes. now it's the Purdue Wisconsin game. Yes. Assuming that, uh, Wisconsin hangs on and wins at Nebraska. A lot of game left, but they're off the good start. I believe it was twenty-one to eight. It's twenty-seven to eight right now. Twenty-seven to eight. Wow. Um, Nebraska yeah. usually does not get beat very easily at home, so that's kind of surprising. But I'd rather have a Wisconsin team that's feeling good about themselves coming into Sunday at the Kohl Center than the op- opposite of a pissed off Wisconsin team. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at this series dating back to January tenth of nineteen ninety-nine, it's almost even produce 20 wins, 21 losses at home, which doesn't matter here. Cause we get them on senior day at home later on there. Produce 14 and four at home against Wisconsin, wow. six and 14 up at the Cole center. But that's a lot better than a lot of teams can say. Cause for a while there, nobody went in and won yeah. at the Cole center. Uh, last year, these teams met, met up once it was up in Madison on March 2nd. Purdue was victorious 63 to 61. I clinched uh, the big 10. Yes, the year before that, Wisconsin swept Purdue. Uh, Chucky Hepburn baked in a three up in Nicole Center to win 70-67. And then uh, they upset Purdue earlier. earlier with no students on January 3rd, 74-69. Yeah, John um, Davis went off. Yes, he did. year before that, Purdue and Wisconsin met once. It was in West Lafayette. Purdue won 73-69. Uh, year before that, they split. Uh, Purdue lost up in Madison, 69-65. One in Mackey, seventy to fifty-one. Uh, year before that, uh, played once up in Madison, uh, won overtime, eighty-four to eighty. Um, year before that, they split, lost on my birthday, fifty-seven, fifty-three. I that was a rough game. Yeah, um, and one in Mackey, seventy-eight to fifty. So, besides that game, usually these games are pretty darn close. This is what I was trying to. You go back to uh, the 2018-2019 season, the Wisconsin game up in Madison was a game that kind of turned that season around because you going into that game, yeah. Purdue was reeling, and that was you know the Carson Edwards year. Um, yep. You know they were what like six and five coming into Big Ten play, like you know they weren't playing well. Um, and then that was kind of the emergence of Trayvon Williams. He had a really good game that game. Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, going back to the Big Boys, I remember when when they they won in Madison for the first time, like in forever. Like, I remember like. 
Terrence Crump was jumping up and down. Like the players were just absolutely pumped to win there. And then, yep, yeah, Panthers done pretty well compared to most coaches yes. up in Madison. I mean, it's going to be a, a stupid environment on Sunday. It's going to be awesome. With like yep. the CBS game, I CBS think. Rafferty's on the call. Yep. So Sorry. it's going to be. Yep. They'll have to, I mean, going to have, have their test cut out for them. But I feel like I trust this team. When it's a big game, this team is usually pretty damn focused. Yep. Yeah. What do you think the uh, spread's going to be? I go back and forth. I, mean, I could easily see Wisconsin being favored like three and a half, but I also could see Purdue like getting like a one and a half, two and a half, you know, bump just because they're the higher ranked team. Um, so I think I think it's gonna be like I think whatever whatever way it goes, I think it's gonna be less than seven. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll say Purdue's favored by three and a half. Yeah, things could be pretty close. I was shocked to Purdue here fourteen and a half. Against Northwestern, I think it closed at twelve and a half yesterday. Yeah. but because um, I thought it'd be about ten, but mm-hmm. eh, here and there. But uh, feeling good about it. Feeling good about it. Uh, looking forward to it. Glad it's Sunday. Gives me another day to just relax this weekend because uh, <laughs> I was on one last night, Webby. I will admit I, that was probably the worst <laughs> I've acted in a while. I warned my wife before the game. I said I have a feeling I'm going to be pretty animated tonight because because yeah. to my to my credit benefit, yeah, the Rutgers game. I was at a one year old's birthday party. <laughs> watching the game so i couldn't be loud which was great yeah. i was actually glad yeah. i was there instead of at home because i couldn't be loud i had to behave yeah um even when it was getting tight with Rutgers close the gap to two points i had to behave uh last night it was cuffs are off i can let loose yeah. and i was i was glad our neighbors didn't didn't call for a noise noise <laughs> or anything so <laughs> uh but yeah. sports sports see what they do to us I guess looking at the Big Ten as a whole, like as of right now, who's your top four? I think, I think like top four at right now is pretty easy, especially yep. after last night. I would yep. say. I mean, for me, I've got uh, which I submitted this to our the Big Banter. Mm-hmm. We do power ranks. I was I had Purdue. Yep. Did I put? I think I put Wisconsin, Wisconsin in second. Yeah. yeah, I think I put Wisconsin second. Yeah, Illinois. it's hard to argue that they're number six in the country. Yeah, um, Illinois third, and uh, Northwestern's got to be fourth now. Yep. I don't think yep. I had them fourth originally. I, don't, I can't remember. I'll go back I think and look at my notes. Nebraska. Actually, I think I have it in my notes. Let's see Maybe. here. I submitted this on what, what I submitted this on Monday. Is that Monday. What it was? Monday. Yep. Um, where did I do <laughs> it? Huh. But no, I think I think those four are pretty cut cut and clear, but. I'd say number five might be Michigan State. I don't think they're all that good. Yeah, I think I think after the top four, you've got a pretty it's a jumbled mess. Yeah, I and mean, I think you have, a, you have a nice like crevasse between the between the, the things nice because of, yeah, because it's just such a big gap. I feel like I mean, I mean Michigan State. Oh no, okay. So I had here's my list. This is on what day was this? Monday, Monday morning. I had Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, Northwestern, Maryland because Maryland had a good week last week. Uh, Nebraska, Michigan State, Iowa, Indiana, Minnesota, Ohio State, Penn State, Rutgers, and Michigan. That was my my uh, tier. Yeah, no, my, I uh, I think that's pretty fair. I, I think the top four is pretty pretty Penn set, and then and then really five through. Where'd you have Penn State? Uh, third to last. Okay. Which I now I might then put uh, as a, if I did it again right now I put them above Ohio State because Ohio State is yeah. a dumpster fire. Yeah, Penn State was uh, pressing win last night at, at Jersey Mike's. They went in there and punched yeah. them in the mouth. Yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, I feel like you've got the yeah, the top four is pretty set in stone. And then like between like f- five through nine is just you could depending on the day, yep. <laughs> really. Um, but it's been interesting. Nebraska's within twelve. 
27-15. Looking around the Big Ten, the game is going on this weekend. Tomorrow night, we do have one game, Ohio State at Iowa. Who do you like in that one? Iowa. I do as well. Yeah. I I cannot believe Ohio State. Holman's in trouble. Holman's in trouble. Unless unless they have a miraculous turnaround, like I there's no way he survives. He he might need to go because I think he's a good coach. Yeah. Um I he might need to bump down yeah. uh, for for a few years somewhere else and build himself back up. Go back to Butler. I mean Thaz doesn't have a ton of time there. That's true. That's true. Uh, I'm sure Andrew would love that. Oh yes, he would. Uh Penn um, State, uh, Indiana. I think Indiana gets it done. I think they do too, but I think it's tight. I think, I think I, it is I, too. They struggle with teams that have like really quick guards. I mean, mm-hmm. especially all this also depends. Like, I mean, last game was Iowa. Xavier Johnson went down, but apparently it sounds like he, it's not serious in the fact that anything is broken, but he went down pretty hard on his arm. Yeah. And Lee Renew went down with an ankle and never came, never came back to the bench. So it's a matter of where's you know, ankle still. Yeah. Where's ankles is, yeah. yeah. Um, they needed a heroics from Anthony Leal off the bench to win that game. Let's we'll um, see if he can do it again. Yeah, I mean Penn State, they can they can light it up. They play mm-hmm. quick, um, and that Indiana kind of struggled with that this year. So we'll see. But um, yeah, I think Indiana gets it done in a close yeah. one. Northwestern at Minnesota. I think Northwestern gets it done. I think they're going to be pretty pissed off. <laughs> I think they get it done too. Yeah, Minnesota, they're not not no. terrible at home. They're sneaky. Um, they've had some moments. Um, oh God, this next game, Jesus. Rutgers at Michigan. I'm oh actually gonna throw. Mi- I'm gonna throw Michigan a bone. Give them. I'm throwing Michigan a bone. Yeah, just because Rutgers on the road is. I will not watch a second bad. of that game. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah. Maryland at Michigan State at five five thirty. Oh, it's oh, on sad. Fox. That's Fox. why. Okay. Um, this game could be pretty good. It was a two point really? game last time they played a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Maryland's playing a lot better. Mm-hmm. Michigan State. It's Michigan State. Um, yeah. I'm gonna pick Sparty just because they're at yep. home. Yep. I think a, a close was going to be another nail biter. Uh, Nebraska, Illinois, Sunday evening. Illinois. I think Illinois yeah, gets it done. They, they win pretty big, I think. And then Purdue, Wisconsin. I want your score prediction and MVP of the game. Wisconsin. Uh, let me pull up Ken Palm because Wisconsin, you know. Um, I will go without looking at any of the Ken Palm stuff because you're bigger Ken Palm and numbers guy than I am. I will go Purdue 73, Wisconsin 66. My player of the game. Let's go Lance Jones. I like that. So uh, Wisconsin is 11th in Ken Palm overall. They're the third Big Ten team. Purdue's number two. Illinois 10. Wisconsin 11. Um, they're fifth in offensive of offensive efficiency, which I feel like is a huge jump for them because I feel like we're used to seeing them just. Oh like, yeah, they are. Like, it's usually a race to 55. Yeah. Um, Shoot, they're 10 on the clock. Is, five on yeah, the clock. Defense is, defense is 41. Where Purdue is the best offense. C team and Ken Palm at number one. They're seventeenth in defense. Um, I think this game's going to be. What is it? What is your, your score prediction? Seventy three sixty six. Okay, um, I was going to say like seventy five seventy Purdue. Um, player of the game. And I will say, from what I've heard, I haven't watched Thomas Cuts, but what I heard, they they struggle in interior defense. <laughs> yeah, they got. I would say my before I go make my point. My player of the game would be Fletcher Lawyer. I think he hit okay. some some big threes. Um, I mean, yeah, you look at them. They've got they've got um, Stephen Crawl, who's a seven footer down low. Um, he can hit the three, so there is that. Like he's gonna have to monitor that. They've got Tyler, who's been there forever. Yeah. Um, interesting match between him and, and Trey. I think. I mean, they. I mean, Tyler's pretty shifty and pretty crafty, um, but Trey has definitely got some. 
got some poundage on them. So it'll be interesting to see how they play against each other. Um, the, I think that what makes me a little nervous is they got AJ Store, who's a uh, he's a transfer on the wing. He is athletic. He can shoot. Um, I would think they're going to put Jones on him. I would think I mean, he's he's big. Uh, but then you got Max Klesman, who's just prototypical Wisconsin white guy. He can, I mean, I saw him against Indiana go on a 12-0 run by himself <laughs> in that game. He can shoot it. Um, and then I can't remember their their oh Chucky Hepburn, um, who's been there for a while. Um so Adrian, it'll be it'll be a good good matchup. Um so hopefully hopefully Zach can dominate the, the boards as we kind of talk about in, in a text, like with all this BS going on about in the field the free throw of the championship, like you do wonder like because it kind of happened last year with Izzo after you know the game with them is like he he complained about the officiating. So like you wonder like is Purdue gonna get you know ten free throws on Saturday <laughs> or on Sunday. You never know. Um, but it should be hopefully a really good game. Yep, uh, especially on CBS, a chance to highlight the conference. All and, eyes in a year sports. that this conference needs highlighted because it's pretty dog trash, dog all, crap. <laughs> all eyes of the sports world should be on that unless you're watching the flag football Pro Bowl. Um, yeah. actually, I don't know what else is on Sunday. Um, yeah, not much. Um, no. maybe I got a little Purdue trivia for you. Oh boy, if, if you're game, if you're game, let's do it. Yeah. What? I'm going to let you choose what year you want to start. How long would you say – what what was the first year you can remember of Purdue basketball? Do you remember the – well, let me preface this. Do you remember the 2000 season at all? No, I don't. Okay. But it's weird because I also remember like – I I mean, I, I, I say I remember. I have faint memory of like seeing Brad Miller play. Like, but it's like – That would have been 98, 99. But it's like, a, like I saw him like – it was like the introduction. Like I, don't, yeah. I couldn't tell you a thing about him playing, but like I'd so probably like I would say probably like my earliest like good memory is probably the 03 season. Okay. All right. Um well, well that yeah. that's perfect for what I want to do. So I'm gonna go through every year Purdue made the NCAA tournament. And I okay. want you to tell me their journey, like who they beat if they beat anybody in the tournament, who that was and who they eventually oh, lost to. Man, okay. but but in two thousand, um the year I, I won't give you but here was their lost journey. Wisconsin. Yeah, they yeah, did lose in Wisconsin. Purdue was a um Six seed beat number 11 Dayton 62 61. Wow, <laughs> then beat number three Oklahoma 66 62. Then Lord. beat a 10 seed to Gonzaga. That was kind of the first year they started becoming Gonzaga yeah. 75 66. Then lost in the lead eight to an eight seeded Wisconsin team 64 to 60. A team they beat during the season with the final four being in Indianapolis. Was it the third time we played them or the fourth time we played third. them or something like the third time we played them? Yeah. I remember watching that game, and this was embarrassing because I was eight years old. I cried after that game. So many times after games as a kid. <laughs> so, but even knowing now, like, how close and everything. Is, I'm yeah. Like, I'm glad I cried as an eight-year-old. <laughs> uh, all right. 2003, Purdue was a nine seed. Who did they beat yes. in the eight-seeded game? They beat LSU. LSU 80 Melvin, to 56. Melvin Buckley went off. He went nuts before he transferred to South Florida. Yeah. So. He had like 24 that game, I think, or so, it was something. Yeah. Like, he went nutty. Yeah. yeah. Um, what happened in the next round? They lost to Texas. Number with, one, Texas. TJ Ford. Who would go to the final four in New Orleans, 77 to 67. Purdue then would go on a little hiatus, not make the NCAA tournament until 2007, which they were once again a nine seed. Who did they beat in the first round? Beat Arizona. Eight Chris seed. Kramer shot from his knees. Yes, sir. I was at your house. We were watching that game. Yep. 72-63. What happened in the second round? 
God, this was this like thinking back, this hurts because we played them so well. Yep. Lost the eventual national champion in Florida by like seven. 74-67. Yeah. David Teague and Carl Landry went down with the fight. Yeah. I mean, I remember I went out like because I didn't go into the game. It was just like, you know, I thought like, I mean, pretty not gonna win. I think like it was like after it was like I remember I went out like was like playing basketball. I think I was like probably like had tears in my eyes. I was like, damn, we were so close. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. It was, I, was, yeah it was, I could not watch that game. I was at my driver's ed class. It was on <laughs> Sundays, yeah, up in Plymouth, Indiana. Yep. 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 And that was before smartphones. So yeah. I mean, I remember dad texting me on my flip phone, like score updates. <laughs> um in 2008, Purdue was a six seed. Gosh, this is where I get really baby far. boilers. Yeah, baby, baby boilers. boilers year. Freshman year. What, what, were, what was our seed? Six. Six. So played so an 11. Yep. Oh, I had it. I just lost it. I'm like, JJ had a nasty dunk in this game. Yep. Yeah, he did. Um, oh, God. It wasn't Washington, was it? No. No, it wasn't. Power five score, power six, if you want to call out for basketball. Oh God, I can, I cannot remember. Baylor. Okay. Ninety okay. to seventy nine. Okay, I do not remember Baylor. Okay. Then what happened in the next round? This was their freshman year. Played a three seed. I'll give you that. The three seed. Was that the beat? Was was it? Was that Washington? No. Was it, that was next. Was that next? That was, that was next year. I yeah, this year I do not remember at all. Lost to Xavier, eighty-five, seventy-eight. Um, okay, I remember not, this okay. was one of the final years, like before the NCA started their NCA March Madness format. Now of all these different channels, so I remember having to listen to the second half with my dad in the garage or on our car radio because the CBS affiliate flipped to the Notre Dame NCA game. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, uh, 2009, Purdue was a five seed. Did we play like Siena? Nope. It's a 12 seed. Mid-major. I'll give you that. Mid-major, Mid-major. 12 seed. The game was closer than I thought. I, I don't remember it being this close. I don't, I don't remember this one. 12 seed, Northern Iowa, 61-56. Okay. Did, did they have that? Some of those guys who who kind of made the run a few years I believe, later. I, I believe they did, unless they made that run the year before. Like the Farouk Amesh kid or whatever his name yeah. is. Like, he was really good. Yeah. Then what happened in the second round? They beat Washington. Beat number four seed Washington, 76-74. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then the Sweet 16. Sweet 16. This was – what year was this again? Sorry, 2009. 2009, yep. This was UConn. Lost the number one UConn who had Jeff yep. Adrian and Hashim to beat that lost yep. to Michigan State in the final four. They yep. lost to him 72 to 60. That was the first time I'd seen Purdue play in a football arena and they just couldn't couldn't make yeah. it. Yeah. Football stadium, I should say. Then 2010, oh, the year that could have been. Four seed. Four seed. <sighs> Underseeded. I cannot remember. I know the second round game. I cannot remember the first round game. Number 13 seeded Sienna. I was, was going to say Sienna. Damn it. Can you tell me who their coach was? It was Fran McCaffrey, wasn't it? Was it was Fran McCaffrey. Yeah. 72-64. The thing I remember most about this game is Chris Kramer saved the ball to hit off a guy's face, and the guy wanted to square up, and Kramer just stood there like, 
<laughs> all right, if you want to go, let's go. And he wasn't backing down at all. No. Um, then what happened in second round? A really exciting. Purdue Beat game. Texas A&M. Kramer kind of came up big with the layup towards the end. 63-61 in overtime. Yep. Oh, I didn't realize it was overtime. Okay. I believe DeAndre Jordan was on that Texas A&M team. Hmm. I think. Then what happened to Sweet wow. 16? Lost to eventual national champion Duke. 70-57. to 57. Yeah. Yes. This was kind of yeah that run where Purdue gets the the Sweet 16 and then lose by double digits. That was kind of the. Yep. That was, yep. That was kind just of the, couldn't get over the hump. Yeah. Uh, 2011. 2011. Three seed. Yep. God, I do not. I cannot remember. I do not. So we played in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember who the first round was. Beat number 14, St. Peter's. 65-43, which at the time they were one of the worst teams I'd ever seen make the NCAA tournament. Wow. What happened in the second round? Lost to eventual Final Four team, VCU is Shaka Smart. Ran to a buzzsaw, 94-76. to Yeah, it was. I was there. It was, I was not too. fun. Yeah. I went to both the first and second round that year. That was in 12, 10 seed. We were 10 seed. That was Robbie's last year. Again, I cannot these first round games I can <laughs> never remember. What was our seed again? Sorry. Ten. Ten seeds. So we played a seven. That was actually mid major seven seed. Mid major seven seed. Can I have a hint? Matthew Delvadoa. Oh, St. Mary's. St. Mary's. I forgot we played them. Yeah. Seventy two sixty nine. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, and we then lost, uh, Kansas. Yep, Robbie went off. Three to and, sixty. Yep, I forgot it was that close. Yeah, because I was actually coming back. That was a Sunday because it was the last day of spring break. I remember I came back. I was living in Wiley as a freshman, and our power went out for some reason. Like power across the dorms went out or something like that. I remember I was trying. We were trying to. I was watching with some friends, and I had a I had a room full of. Or not a room full. I probably had like four or five people in our dorm room. That was a room full, though, for a dorm room. Yeah, yeah, for a dorm room. Yeah, especially, yeah, Wiley. Not so much Carrie, but I remember that game ended. And again, like, Robbie's my guy. Like, probably, like, I I say Jay Knight might be my favorite player, but Robbie. My wife thinks you guys look alike, by the way. I've gotten that before. I I got that in (laughs) high school, especially when I was a little there. Um, so it hurts when our friend says Robbie's ugly as sin. So it just hurts my friend. It hurts my feelings. Connor. Well, that, that, that's, um, she was not by that at all. She just, I, I've told her that a lot of people yeah. in the past. Like, and yeah. she, she said that and she's so every time he's like, Hey, there's seven. <laughs> no, but so we lose heartbreaking fashion. It's Robbie's last game. And I was like, I was trying, I was tearing up so badly. Cause one. I was just like, it was, especially seeing like his, the press conference where Robbie was started crying. Like, Oh man, that was, that was really tough. Though. Lewis, uh, very, untimely turnover mm-hmm. uh, late in the game, which we had a guy wide open for a layup and Ryan Smith darn near tied it up, taking it in overtime. Mm-hmm. He darn near made the half quarter. That was, that was Rhino's last year. Yeah, yep. that was, that was it tough. was tough. It was tough. Um, uh, 2015. Cause then 2013, 14 did not go well for Purdue. Man. <laughs> it's not good at all. <laughs> uh, 2015, we lost to Cincinnati. Yeah. Had, nine uh, seed lost to yeah. Cincinnati 66, 65 in overtime, which we just, blew yeah, us so, like a seven point lead with a minute to yeah. go. So I could not, I was studying abroad in Spain at this time. So I, I missed the game completely. Like, I was six hours ahead and I was, I was in, I was with a friend, um, my friend, Matt Mills, who actually was also, who went through, was going to prove the time. I think we were in, I think we were traveling to Ireland. Um, 
no big deal, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and yeah, we couldn't. I remember I was trying to because the game, yeah, it was it was like, again about six hour time difference, and it was like I was trying to figure out a way if I could like stream it because at the time like streaming wasn't really a whole thing. Like, I remember earlier that year, I watched the uh, John Octius dunk via my dad's iPad, who we FaceTimed and he just stuck Love the it. iPad in front of the TV. Love and that's it. how I watched that Love game at like three in the morning and trying to wake my host family when Octius dunked on Colin Hartman's face. Advertises the mats. Yeah, um, man, I so, forgot so, about that guy. <laughs> yeah, so I was trying to like, I was like, man, because like the hostel we were in, like they had like computers in the lobby. I was like, man, do I go down and try and like, like figure out a way to like watch a box score? And it just didn't happen. I was like, no, we got like we had to get up early for travel, and we woke up, and Matt and I were both like trying to grab our phones, like who can get the best internet connection first. I remember just like I'm sitting on opposite end of the of the room from Matt, and like trying to pull up like how did we win? And then Matt just goes. Oh no! And I'm like, oh, damn it! Yeah, I, I mean, scoring, I, yeah. I mean, it was kind of like because we were gonna get a really good Kentucky team if we won, but yeah. it was just the fashion how the game went down. Yes, yeah, I remember when, when Selection Sunday was like, oh, Purdue finally made the tournament against like, oh, congrats, you get Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the undefeated Kentucky. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. In 2016, five seed <sighs> lost to 12 seed Arkansas Little Rock with Chris Beard. Um, I was watching this from a B-dubs, uh, northeast side of Indy, kind of near Castleton area. I definitely took off work a little earlier than I probably should have um, and went and watched the game. Um, and what made it even better was that the place I played with IU fans towards the end of the game. And so they were going absolutely nuts um, during the, cause I was just, I was kind of sitting there just watching the game and just like when they, when the guy hit that shot where it bounced up, and when and I was like, you got to be freaking that one. Me. And the dude hit like the 40 footer when the show yeah, was expiring yeah. 85, 83 in double overtime. Um, I forgot what the double overtime. Yeah. And in, in the, in the, what was called the Pepsi center, then now ball arena in Denver. Yep, um, yep. Yeah. Cause that Purdue team, I thought they were going to make a run. They were, they were coming yeah. in the tournament pretty hot. Yeah. Nope. Because then it was like I was like it was like oh man are we gonna lose Big E like we had one year because yeah. he he tested the water wasn't great it, yeah, I mean he turned it over twenty five percent of the time but it was like man it's like we're gonna get yep. one year Big E and that's it like that was our chance with Hammonds and, and Ray fell and all that yep. and, but then thankfully Big E came back came back and two thousand seventeen produced a four seed oh, again the freaking first round <laughs> uh so we played a thirteen seed yep. give me a hint uh what conference are they in. That's nice. God freaking help. It's a mid major. Yeah. Um, um, out east. There's your hint. Out east. Northeast. There you go. There's your hint. Is it that, Vermont? It was Vermont. The okay. 80 to 70. Uh, that yeah. movie said Badgers are up 43, 27 and a half on the um, it was Vermont's and then second round. I know you were at this game. I was at this game because uh, Butler played first. It was up in Milwaukee. We beat Iowa State. Yes. Uh, Biggie had an incredible, just a man's man rebound towards the end. Like, yeah, that was one of the things I was like, where I was sitting because I was really pissed off at Butler fans because they left after their game. I was like, are we, what are you doing? Like, come on, like, Indiana brethren, like, stay support the Indiana school. Not like we're, we're in the same bracket. So it's not like they really would matter. But like, cause I remember there was like a bunch of Butler fans next to me that I was cheering for Butler in the game before. So I went to both. Um, and then they just got up and just ditched me. And I was like, up in front of a bunch of, um, <laughs> Shout out to Sheldon. Yes, we're not even to the tough part. You're <laughs> not even the tough part. It gets real sad. Um, no, I remember that game. I think when Biggie got that rebound, like I was in front of, I was like right behind one of like the the like um, 
like metal bars that separate the sections. I just remember I smacked it because I had Iowa State fans behind me who were chirping the game, and I like just got to smack the bar and just like scream my head off. It was awesome. TJ made a big shot late in that game. Yeah. That was yeah. uh, eighty to seventy six, and then the Sweet Sixteen was <laughs> just got ran out of the gym by Kansas and uh, mm-hmm. Kansas City ninety eight to sixty six. Yeah. I remember because I was watching I was watching at Andrew's apartment um, here in Indy and uh, I remember like before the game they had like a little thing with uh, Ro- uh with Rosie um Biggie's guardian about like you know like he was like that's why I just know who's gonna win the national championship and I was like let's go baby let's do this and then that game the wheels just came off in a really bad way. And then Oregon beats them in the yeah. lead eight. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought Kansas was gonna win national title after that game. Because they had uh they had what, Josh Jackson, who had some running with the law. They had, and they had yeah, a guard who loaded. won the national player of the year. So we thought, like, you know, Biggie should win national they player of the loaded. year. They were loaded. Yeah, I can't remember who their guard was, but they were loaded. 2018, Purdue was a two seed. 2018, 2018. Oh. Isaac Cost game. Oh, Cal State Fullerton. Cal State Fullerton, 74 48. Yep. Then we Se- beat. Second round without it- Isaac Cost. But- yeah, was it a 10 seed Butler team? 10 seed Butler, Dakota, the Midwestern Cowboy, Matthias, big three, yeah. 76, 73. Yep. And then Sweet 16. Lost freaking Texas Tech and Chris Beard. and It was uh, 78, 65. I don't remember being a 13 point. I remember we couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Yeah, game. I remember it was. I was watching that game in my apartment. Uh, my wife had a friend, her friend and her husband over there are both their <laughs> IU grads. Um, and like, they weren't like talking to me during the game, but it was like, it was one of those things where again, I can't watch a Purdue game the way I want to, like when people are in the room with me. So like, I remember yeah. I was just like sitting there on my couch, just like trying not to like rip a hole in it because we couldn't do anything. And again, we're losing the Chris beard. Like I know like kind of forget Isaac Hostess could be a different game. Like, yeah, that was devastating. It's held 19, three seed, three seed. That was Carson. He went nuts. We played the latest time possible for the first round. It was like yeah, who did we ten twenty when the game came on. Maybe did we played play Vermont again. No, 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 no. Um, I'll, just, I'll call this the No Gel Eastern game because he slipped and fell warm up. Everybody yes. thought he hurt himself. Yes. Um, give me a slight hint. Out east. Oh, freaking out east. Mid major, of course, is a fourteen seed. Yes. I don't know what else. I can't, I can't. I can't. Think Old of Dominion. I could not have told you they were out east. I thought Six, they were out west. I think, I think they're in Virginia. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Pretty sure. God, I hope I'm right on that off the top of my head. Uh, 61 48. Then what happened second round? We blew the doors off Villanova. Six seed, six seed Villanova, 687 to 61. And then maybe your favorite game of all time. Yeah, I was watching this from Illinois in my hotel room, trying not to wake the entire exit when that late, but uh, beating Tennessee in the sweet 16. Cause again, like I don't remember the 2000 year. So like seeing Purdue makes the elite eight oh, for yeah. the first time that I can remember. I was like, I was, yep. it's like every, every, every fiber might be not to just like run around the hotel. I was so excited, especially, I mean, I mean, when Carson got fouled on that three, I was like, man, we could, you know, we could win this if he makes all three and then he missed the first one. I was like, Oh my God. I, I punched thought, I my like, closet door in my house. Yeah. My, my Cause I was hand. like, I was probably one of the more confident times I've yep. been with a player. Like he's going to make all three, like yep. no, not, no question to ask. I was not even worried. Um, yeah. 99, 94 overtime yeah. was the final. Yeah. Skipping the elite eight. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. I was there. Oh man. I mean, 
80 75 overtime heartbreaking loss to eventual national champion virginia like such a fun game like an incredible environment like just the whole like the whole like leading up to and then you throw in the fact that we're going it's in louisville so so it's like and then there was that whole thing in you know, of like Jeff Brown flirting, but he stayed home. So it was just like that added, that added FU to Louisville. <laughs> like your yep. fans, you know, rolling in with fingers up because yep. they, because screw Louisville and yep. going out to dinner before the game. And like, it's just all mm-hmm. Purdue fans. Like it, it, yeah, that place it was Mackey Yum South. Yum Center is incredible. Really good mm-hmm. in general. Um, yeah, it was God. And yeah, that great. I forgot that rebound. And they had that, I had that like, Oh my God. This is happening. We're doing this. And then, yeah. I just remember telling the guy I went with, I said, he's got to make both. Cause I said, he's got a Tennessee this year, making one of two. I shouldn't yep. have said it. But. I had a friend text me before that. He was a Wisconsin grad. He's like, congrats, man. You're going to the final four. I was like, not game's not over yet. And then afterwards he's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, when, yeah. When the ball was tipped on the missed free throw up in the air in the backcourt, I just yeah. could watch the clock. I thought it was over. I thought we were yeah. going to, I thought time was going to run out. And then. Yeah. Cause I was where, where I was sitting with my dad, my sister and her boyfriend at the time. Like are we were opposite side from that side. So like when Diakate or Diakite shot it, like I had the perfect angle. I was like, that's in. Like, I was I, on I, the I, other I, side. I thought he short yeah. on them. As soon as I saw it, I was like, just, I just did the arc. I was like, damn it, that's it. I thought he short on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was crazy. Like, cause that game, like, I was just obviously like, it was such an incredible environment. And like, so, um, just like, I mean, like, like living and dying with every possession. Like, yeah. I don't remember a whole lot of it. Like, oh, I know. Like, I don't remember much in overtime. Yeah. Like, Purdue no. had to lead with a minute to go in overtime. Yeah. I don't remember five. a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, 2021. Because there's no tournament in 2020, Purdue probably would right. not have made it unless they got yeah. hot in the Big Ten tournament. 21 lost to North Texas. Yeah. Five seed. Four seed lost to 13 seed, yeah. seed in North yep. Texas in overtime, 78 69. Right. So we played three tournament games in a row in overtime between 2019 and 2021. Yep. Then 2022, three seed. Three seed. Um, wow, I'm blanking on this. <laughs> wow, this was two years ago. Um, God, who do we play? Very prestigious school. Harvard? Yale. Yale, that's right. 78-56. Yep. And then the second round game, my parents were out this in Milwaukee. Yeah, I was watching this again from Normal Illinois. It was a guy kind of got the monkey off our back and beat Chris Beard mm-hmm. in Texas. 81-71. Yep, fun game. Yeah. Then the Sweet 16. I, 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 Ivy, hit, Ivy <laughs> lost to St. Peter's. Ivy hit a nice... Uh, was it was it was Ivy hit a three towards the end? Yes. Of that was a dagger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, lost Saint 15 seed, St. Peter's 67-64. Yeah, it was a uh, my wife wanted to go to, to dinner, so we went to our Mexican restaurant and I'm like the game was kind of close. I remember like they had the game on in, in the restaurant, and I was just like sitting there, just like not sure if I wanted to flip the table or just cry. <laughs> Cause again, it was like the game ended. It was like and like as it's crazy too, like with tournament games, it's like whenever they end, I'm just sad because it's like it's the end yep. of that team. Um, and that was the end of Jaden Ivy, which really sucked. Yeah, I was pretty quiet. That's uh, my now wife's first time. She saw me after a real bad sports loss and just like mm-hmm. depressed and not say anything. Didn't think it could get much worse till last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, losing to a 16 seed FDU 63 58. 58 points. Yeah, couldn't throw it in the ocean. And we'll see what happens this year. But I probably should have saved this for when we get closer to tourney time. but... I don't know. Just wanted to 
Shout out to all you stuck it. through this. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's, we're Purdue fans. We love misery. Yeah. We love yeah. pain and suffering. Yeah. Uh, oh. I'm, I'm disappointed. I feel like I could have done better than that. Well, you did pretty well. I, looking back on it, I think I could have done pretty well. I, the uh, Vermont one might trip me up. I, Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Very I remember there was like, because like we played Vermont in the regular season and in the postseason. So I was like trying to figure like which year was that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, if you are ever depressed from Purdue sports, <laughs> uh, the place you can go to to make you feel better is Mad Mushroom. Boiler Breakdown is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, who's been serving Boilermakers since 1993, located in the heart of West Lafayette. They're known as the home of the original cheese sticks cheese sticks but whenever evan andrew or myself visit we like to sit down have an ice cold beer by trying out their latest pizza of the month and it's a brand new month it's february so that means it's a brand new pizza of the month we got the raging cajun i believe they had this around this time last year it's their house made cajun sauce with celery onion green peppers tomatoes chicken cup and char sausage oh i love cup and char sausage and mozzarella cheese starting at fork Fourteen uh, ninety nine. Yeah, no, fourteen dollars. Right on the dot. I can't read because the display's over my read. So, fourteen dollars. And the next time you're in town, stop in and tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you for five dollars off any order over twenty dollars. And any Boiler Breakdown listener or viewer can use coupon code online break five at madmushroom.com. That's Mad Mushroom. Feed your head. And Webby, another proud sponsor of ours that, um, man, they just keep pumping out good-looking Purdue stuff. They're going to break my bank account one of these days. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the shop. Um, the shop's been making hometown apparel since 2011. Started out in garages. Now they're moving to going to be three brick-and-mortar locations. They've got two now. They've got one coming to downtown Indy. So for all you Indy South Siders, you can, you know, save a little gas money by not having to drive all the way up to the north side, which north side's the best side, so let's be honest. Um, <laughs> you can come up here anyways. Um, yeah, we got one in Carmel, one in Broad Ripple. Now they're gonna have one downtown. But you know, if you're you know out in the indie area or you're across the you know, across the country, you can always go to the shopindy.com, use promo code breakdown, you're gonna get twenty five percent off your first order. If you use you an address already, it. use another one. Yes, <laughs> yes, you won't regret it. Get some good stuff. Get some good stuff. Their stuff's so comfortable and yep. look awesome. Look awesome wearing it too. So, uh, well, thank you everybody who's tuned in to the podcast tonight live on our YouTube channel, X page channel. I don't know what they're really called, X account yep. and uh, Facebook page. If you're not following us on any of those platforms, please do so at Boiler Break Pod is our handle. And if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, please give us a rating and review and make sure you're following us or subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss when we come out with our newest episodes of the Boiler Breakdown podcast. For Evan Webb, I'm Tanner Lee. Boiler up, hammer down, beat the Badgers. Boiler up.